Hey, welcome home, everybody. You're watching Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearsons. We're glad to have you with us today here in the House of Faith. You know, I'm so thankful for all of the good faith teaching, faith preaching that I've heard throughout my lifetime growing up in the House of Faith. Man, I heard it morning, noon, and night. Maybe you've heard a lot of it as well. But I think sometimes when you hear a lot of it, it if you're not watchful, it can get complicated to you. It can get complex and you think, well, am I really in faith or am I not in faith? faith, but I want to remind you about something. Faith at its core is simple. The life of faith, the walk of faith is simple. Now, I didn't say it was always easy, but it is simple. And that's why we began a new series a couple of weeks ago right here on Legacy TV, talking about the simplicity of faith. We've been looking at a message that came from a service recorded live in Washington, D.C. at the Andrew Womack Ministries Gospel Truth Seminar. We were invited there to be a part of that great conference. And I want to share some of this with you. We've been talking about the simplicity of faith, faith talks. So let's go to part three right now. Enjoy this and stick around. I'll be back at the end of this broadcast. Jesus, in talking to these hypocrites, he said, you draw near with your mouth, you honor with your lips, but their heart is far from me. Folks, if we could ever get our hearts and our mouths in the same place, there would be saving power available to us. You know, it's real easy to measure how much of a hypocrite you are. All you have to do is measure the distance between your heart and your mouth. However much distance there is, that's how big a hypocrite you are. However much distance there is between my heart and my mouth, and of course, you know, I'm not talking about this physical blood pump in my chest, but you know, I'm talking about the the core of you, the heart of you. However much distance there is between what's going on in the heart and what's coming out of the mouth, that's how much hypocrisy is in our lives. And Jesus went on to say, they worship me in vain. You know what the word vain means? Powerless means it's producing nothing. Now, our worship is designed to produce something. When we come before the Lord, and not just in singing songs and not just in a service like this, but your life of worship, your life of acknowledging His existence, acknowledging His presence, you acknowledge Him in all your ways, and the result of that is what? He directs your path. And you come before him every single day. Father, I worship you. I glorify you. I magnify you. I honor you, Jesus. Yours is the name above every name. You, oh heavenly father, yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory. What are we doing right now? Worshiping. This is a good way to start the prayer. This is the good, a good way to start the day. Just in worship. And you are acknowledging not only the existence of God, but you are acknowledging the love of God, his desire to be real and to be real in your life and what you worship, you give place to. What you acknowledge, you give access to. This is how you give God access to your life. And this worship is supposed to produce something. But Jesus said, these people whose mouth is way up here close to God, but whose heart, give me a second, uh, is way somewhere else. 
And he said, because of all this distance between the heart and the mouth, it's producing nothing. People who have heard the word of faith got excited when they heard the word of faith. It ministered life to them when they heard it. You look up and 5, 10, 15 years later, where are they? Did they keep the faith? Or did they let something rob them of it along the way? Sure, it's happened. But they get frustrated. This is what I believe one of the big reasons people who have heard this word, got excited about this word, but are nowhere to be found now, they get frustrated. You know what frustration is? It's the, dis it's the distance between expectation and what actually happens. And that space between tries to breed frustration. And there's a lot of people frustrated saying, well, I tried that faith stuff. I tried talking to it. I tried confessing and it didn't do anything for me. Well, if we're honest about it, we have to realize and recognize that the lack of power is due to the distance between the heart and the mouth. Thank you, Lord. I think we ought to spend some time getting these two things in the same place. Because the moment your heart and your mouth end up in the same place, there's power available to you. There's power. Go back to the book of Romans. In chapter 10, we were looking just back up a few verses. Into verse four, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. For Moses writes about the righteousness, which is of the law. The man who does those things shall live by them. But the righteousness of faith speaks. So when it comes to the law, there's something to do. When it comes to the righteousness of faith, there's something to say. He says, the righteousness of faith does what? Faith does what? Faith does what? Faith speaks. The righteousness of faith speaks in this way. There's a way that faith speaks. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, Paul wrote and said it like this. We, having the same spirit of faith, Believe, therefore we speak. Faith speaks. This is how faith is demonstrated. Faith speaks. And of course there's corresponding action that goes along with this faith. But I'm telling you, when there's something in your heart and it comes out of your mouth and your lips and your, your heart end up in the same place, there is power available to you. The righteousness of faith does what? Speaks. So the question then becomes, okay, well, what does faith say? If faith speaks, then I want to know what it says. And again, we're talking about the simplicity of this. This is so simple. It's, it's been made complex. It's been made hard, but it is so simple. Your life and mine is designed by God to be lived and to be caught up in this ongoing conversation between grace and faith. Let me say it to you again. Your life is to be lived in this ongoing conversation between grace and faith. Grace 
is God speaking to you. Faith is you speaking to him. Now that's so simple, isn't it? Grace, okay. Grace (laughs) is God speaking to you. Faith is you speaking to him. Now you go back through the scripture, especially the, the gospel accounts and the life and the ministry of Jesus. And you look at how many people got their lives completely and radically changed living in that conversation right there. Jesus, the grace of God speaking to these people and these people responding in faith. How many times did he say to them, your faith has made you whole. Your faith be it unto you according to your faith as you have believed. All things are possible to him who believes. What's he saying? Your response of faith to his grace is what produced this miracle in you. Grace is him speaking. Faith is you speaking. Now, here's the thing. If two people are going to have a conversation and it's going to get anywhere, if they're going to get anything accomplished, anything done at all, then at some point they are going to have to start speaking the same language. Am I right? Have you ever tried to have a meaningful conversation with somebody that does not speak your language? It's difficult, isn't it? It's very difficult. You're going to have to start speaking the same language. Now, I know grace is God. I've said grace is God speaking to you. But what you need to understand is that faith originated in him and faith is it's the language he speaks. It's the language he understands. As a matter of fact, I would say it like this. Faith is the only language he speaks. It's the only language he understands. And there are many people trying to have conversation with God speaking some other language. Now, we're from originally from the Fort Worth, Texas area. Just in the last couple of months, Sarah and I and our ministry, our family, our staff, we've moved up to a little town called Woodland Park, Colorado. I don't know if you've heard of it. You're familiar with it. <laughs> it's a beautiful place. I encourage you to visit. But being from Fort Worth, Texas, being from the South, then um, some of you may know this. You may experience some of the same thing. We've got a, a large Hispanic community, Spanish-speaking community. So a lot of our television stations uh, are Spanish-speaking stations. As a matter of fact, you could go and just sit down and flip through and there'd be one right after another. Here's the problem. I don't speak Spanish. I don't know what they're saying. I don't know what they're saying. Let me tell you what doesn't help. Turning it up. Am I right? Now, I don't know if this same thing applies to other languages, but English speaking people, I I don't know if we're just slow or what, but I've seen it over and over. They think that if you don't speak English, then what will help you understand me is speaking English louder. (laughs) Excuse me. Can you tell me how to get to the, uh, the, the restroom here? Can you tell me? It doesn't help to turn it up, right? Well, folks, listen, God no habla fear. God no habla worry. He no habla doubt. He no habla unbelief. And what doesn't help is speaking it louder. 
And there are so many people frustrated in their faith, crying out, crying. God, oh God, oh God, oh God, why? God, oh God, why? God, oh God, please, oh please, oh please. And your begging's done nothing for 10 years. I know what'll help. Let's beg louder. It's not producing anything. I know when Sarah and I uh, had Justice, our firstborn, man, that little guy showed up and he turned everything inside out and upside down in all the best imaginable ways. I mean, we're, as first-time parents, we're going through all the same stuff every first-time parent goes through. But the interesting thing about Justice that I noticed right when he was born and for several months, he spoke no English. <laughs> like none. Do you know how many times, especially after he was first born, I wished to God he spoke a little English? Especially like 3.30 in the morning. And it's like, buddy, just tell me what you want. If you will just say it, I'll get it. I'll do it. If we can all go back to bed, just tell me what you want. And what's he saying? No English. At one point I thought, I cannot wait till this kid starts talking. I just want to know where the remote is. What did you do with the remote? Just tell me what you did with it. And then one day out of the clear blue nowhere, we're sitting in the kitchen, Sarah's feeding justice. And you know what my son said? Dad, dad. Dad, dad, my son. Do you hear me? My son said, dad, dad, change my life forever. And I looked at him and I looked at her and I looked back at him. And you know what I said? Say it again. Say it. I want to hear it again. Dad, 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 dad. And I did not care that everything in the room was dad, dad, that I was dad, that she was dad, that the yogurt cup was dad, dad. I didn't care. My son said dad, dad. And I got so thrilled with it. And it seemed like just a day or two later, Sarah and I were heading out of the neighborhood around the neighborhood, going on a walk, had justice in the stroller. We're pushing him along. And the spirit of God spoke up on the inside of me. I don't mean out loud. We were here with these ears, but where he'll speak to anybody. And he said, do you want to know why it pleases you so much to hear your son say data? I said, why Lord? He said, because your son is learning to speak your language. And man, as soon as he said, it pleases you, my heart ran to Hebrews eleven six. without faith. It is difficult, very hard, impossible. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith is the only appropriate response to grace. And it's a conversation. God speaking to you. Grace has said something. How many believe that? Grace has spoken. What did grace say? I love you. That's grace. Grace has spoken to you. The same thing that grace has said to every man, woman, and child since the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Grace has spoken and said, I love you. Grace has spoken and said, I have saved you. Grace has spoken and said, I have made you 
clean. Grace has spoken and said, I have healed you. Grace has spoken and said, I have prospered you. Grace has spoken and said, I have restored you. Now, grace, listen to me. I'm going to say something and it might make you mad, but listen. Grace has said those things to every single person. So why aren't all of them living in it? No response. Because until you respond to that grace in faith, then you don't get to access any of it. I said, you don't get to access any of it. Faith is the response to grace. Faith is how you respond. And it's not just the response. It's the only appropriate response. Grace has said, I love you. Faith says, I don't feel loved. Is that a faith response? No. Grace has said, I have healed you already. It's done. I've done it. Faith says, I don't feel healed. Not in my house, you don't. I made the mistake one time, about sixth grade. I asked my mom and dad, based on something I'd heard the other Christian kids at school say, I had a friend whose mom was sick and been given a diagnosis. And she had either just passed away or it was shortly before she did. And all the kids at school were talking about why God did that. And so I came home and asked and said, well, why did God do that? Friends, you would have thought I slapped and cussed my mother. Might as well have, because I found out that day, we don't talk like that. We don't believe that. And I found out what every kid finds out when he hears their parents say, we. You remember being a kid coming home and saying something you heard at school and all of a sudden that deathly silence told you, you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> and your mom or your dad wheeled around in slow motion and said, what did you say? You will... Everybody at school says it. And what, what does a good mom or a good dad say? I don't care if everybody says that. Help me out. What's the next word? We don't talk like that. And that kid finds out in that moment who we are. You find out what makes you different than everybody else. Hey, dad, can I go to such and such a place? No. Why not? I said. Now, usually mothers arrive at, because I said so, much quicker than dads do. Usually dad will go on with it for a little bit. Well, ask your mother. But mothers are quick with the, because I said so. Why can't we? Why can't we? Why can't we? Because we don't go there. Because we don't do that. Because we don't talk like that. And every kid has experienced that growing up in that house. You find out in that moment who you are and who you are not. And there is a line drawn and you have just brought definition to your own life and to your own family. This is who we are. Whether you as a kid like it or not, this is who we are. And can you just hear your heavenly father saying that? I don't feel healed. I don't feel loved. I don't see the provision. I don't see the difference. I want you to hear your heavenly father Look back at you and say, 
I don't care. Everybody else gets to walk by sight. What's your heavenly father saying to you this morning? I don't care if everybody out there is walking by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. And the big part of this, the first part of this is recognizing that in this house, we talk different. We talk differently than everybody else does. When I came home and said, why did God make her sick? Why did God take her life? I found out real quick. That's not what we believe about him. In this house, we call him good. In this house, we call him faithful. In this house, we say he's the giver of life, not the taker of it. In this house, we say that he came to give life and that we'd have it and have it more abundantly. I found out in a hurry that morning who we are. Amen? Faith is simple, ladies and gentlemen. It starts with what's in your heart coming out of your mouth. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.